Good morning, and welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. This is Tom Richardson, high above the Richardson Media Empire here in sunny Ohio. It is March the 15th. Coming here to dispel the lies of deep state, the deep medical, and deep church. That's an old one. It goes way back to the 70s even. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to do a little history. We're going to do a little the present. We're going to do a little bit of everything. Something that just came to my attention is who's making all the money here in this war in Ukraine? Well, seems to be from the Asia Times, if you can trust them. I imagine you probably can as much as anybody else. The defense giants are quietly making billions on Ukraine war. Raytheon, you'll hear about them uh, here and there. They are a huge part of the military-industrial complex, as we call it. And uh, they have been at it for decades you know i used to play a a little thing uh and i do i do every once in a while where ike president eisenhower on his way out warned the people about the military industrial complex now he was a was he a five-star general in world war ii or whatever and uh the the allied commander but yet after seeing what they could perpetrate through the different things he warned us wasn't really taken as seriously as it probably should have been but here we are 60 something years later and uh it's a very, it's there. Uh, you can't deny it. You can't say, well, that's just conspiracy theory. Uh, we're in a very precarious situation where war is tearing apart a country from what we've been told. And, uh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm trying to do three things at once again. Uh, we're going to touch on an article that I brought up the other day in a little bit. 
about nuclear war and NATO and war games that these guys like to, they game them out to see what the, what the outcome will be. Now, we have some, some clips that we'll go through today that uh, aren't, aren't as extensive as I've done in, in the recent past, but uh, I don't usually throw at you the title of what today's podcast will be, but today is a pretty good one. I heard this quote, and it's been given over to half a dozen people down through history. Uh, the first casualty of war is the truth. I heard Tulsi Gabbard on Tucker Carlson use that the other day, and I thought, that's worthy of investigating, getting down to the brass tacks of what's going on around us. And uh, that, so that's what we'll call today's the first casualty. Now, in that, let's, let's take a look at the most accurate and most truthful place we can always look. And uh, it would be John 8, 32. Let's go 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you, if, listen, and we're going to talk about this too as well, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If ye continue in my word, we will cir- we'll circle back to that in a little while. I want to talk firstly about this, what we've decided to go with today as the theme Truth is being slaughtered. It's not just being crippled in the press. It's being slaughtered in the press. Now, we have no real way to verify anything anymore. We can look things up on the Internet. And, uh, you know, it's like we always joke about, you know, well, if it's on the Internet, it must be true. Well, (laughs) typically that is not the case there's a lot of voices out there and and of course when there's when there's a major uh incident in the world or you know in our country even there's gonna be a lot of voices saying a lot of things and we have to be able to parse those things out to what is true and what is not or decide, you know, this is what I'm going with. Now, I want you to go back with me just a touch in history. Well, first of all, we've heard about the bio labs in Ukraine. Government DOD, United States Department of Defense, funded bio weapons or i'm sorry bio labs now what they say is these places had 
what they would call old Russian technology or old Russian bio weapons in them. And they were, they had gone in there to, you know, destroy these things to get rid of them so that they couldn't be used. Well, the thing of it is, is these things have been known about since the first term of Obama or very close to it, the end of Bush and the beginning of Obama, that there were weapons labs or that, yeah, that there were Russian labs in Ukraine or weapons manufacturing or pathogenic uh, manufacturing and then we we got in there and we built these labs to contain the problem like we did so well with the one in Wuhan oh my goodness now they actually have a uh, system they call the pathogen pathogen asset control system it's an electronic uh, system for accounting management and control of biological agents. The application is designed to monitor the reception, transfer, increment, and destruction of agents as well as other actions performed with biological materials. The system allows tracking materials of any kind. Each item in the repository is marked with a unique barcode label barcode technology using a barcode scanner allows blah, blah, blah. You know, you understand barcode. And this PAX system is a, very, is a highly customizable tool which can be uh, configured to meet local needs and regulations. Uh, it was first installed in Ukraine in the test mode in November of 2009 at the Interim Central Reference Laboratory of the Especially Dangerous Pathogens of the Especially Dangerous Pathogens located at the Ukrainian Research Anti-Plague Institute in Odessa. Now you've heard, if you've listened to me, you've heard about the lab in Odessa. That's just one of many. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard will hear in a minute. This is up to upwards of 25 to 30 of these things in Ukraine. It's a turnkey solution. Implementation includes employment, or I'm sorry, deployment, personnel training, and support goes on and on. The beneficiary of the technical assistance project is the Ministry of Health of Ukraine. The main objective of the program is in inventory support of the especially dangerous pathogens consolidation within ICRL. There you have it. That's something I didn't read you the other day. That's a, that's amongst all the documents that you can download yourself off the internet that show you these different labs and who the donor is always the department of defense of the United States of America, about 12 or 13 different bio labs there's there's and say bio weapons even though that's what you know we, well the russians started it right oh come on the truth shall make you free the russian atrocities that we we see played out on our tv screens nightly daily oh i'm really daily if you 
I say nightly because I'm old and I remember uh, growing up with Cronkite and, and Brinkley and Huntley and all those guys back in the 60s and 70s where it was just nightly news. Now it's daily, 24 hours a day. You're inundated with nothing but atrocities. But you can also find things out there that reflect the different side of it. Like the fact that many of the things they've said, again, the first casualty of war is the truth. The so-called, I don't know how it was, 13, 15, whatever it was, amount of soldiers on Snake Island in the Black Sea that flipped off the Russians with a, with a one-finger salute, told them to go have some kind of a relation with their whatever, and then the Russians blew them away. Well, it was a lie. The truth of the matter is the Russians captured them and took them away. They didn't have to capture them. These guys surrendered because they knew, hey, keep mussing around, they probably will get blasted. There's this thing about the, the uh, was it the, Russian or the Kiev ghost or whatever. I, I don't it's some uh, fighter pilot that's zipping through the skies and taking out Russian MIGs and all this. And what it comes down to is it was video feed from a video game. As is many other things that show up on TikTok, YouTube, and whatnot aren't real. They're fake. They're or, or faked, ED, faked. And then there's the old Zelensky's a hero. We've talked about Vladimir Zelensky enough. I don't want to, I don't, you know, and again, as a Christian and as an unapologetic Christian here at removing confusion, you know, lately I know I haven't done the deep Bible studies that I like to do because we've been kind of focused a little bit on this, but I want you to understand, I won't say anything too demeaning, about this guy Zelensky, because I've seen videos of him. He's a he's a he's more or less a buffoon up until three weeks ago. Now he's a hero. Uh, whatever you know, how, however they want to play it, that's fine. Let them play it. We will allow the truth to play out. I don't want to bear false witness against him at this point. You know, a man can change. He can go from being a goof and a actor to maybe he is going to be the hero of this thing but then again he may very well be the archduke ferdinand figure that we know of from world war ii now um let's let's listen to an oldie but a goodie this is the uh the introduction of the biden biden crime family and what he did while he was in Ukraine back under the uh, vice presidency of Biden under uh, Obama. Uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from 
uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Someone who was solid. Someone who fit the Biden ideal of solid. They fired their Ukrainian state prosecutor because he was looking into hunter biden and his dealings with the gas company burisma whom he worked for and was making over a million dollars a year with no experience needed and biden brags about this now this little clip you can find it on the youtube i like saying that the youtube you can find it all over the internet He's at the Council for Foreign Relations. Now, that is not a a government agency, even though it's a bunch of government muckety-mucks that are in it and run it. One-time secretary or whatever they call their leader, one-time grand poobah, it's more like the the Moose Club or or the Masons, was Dick Cheney. And he made jokes about, well, you know, people from Iowa find out that I'm down here. They'll have a fit. Why? Why would they do it? Well, A, because it is a disturbing, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not a great organization. It is actually a globalist organization. You won't find Trump on their rules. So he bragged about getting the guy fired and withheld a billion dollar loan guarantee to the, to the state or the nation of Ukraine withheld a billion dollars over their head unless they get rid of this state prosecutor that's going to try to put my little boy in jail or prosecute him, and then it would get it. Worse than going to jail for these guys, worse than prison, is the fact that the word gets out. Once the word's out, you know, future political stance for the Biden crime family goes down the toilet. But, you know, this stuff is out there. This stuff is all over the place. Only certain individuals would even play that clip for you. I don't know that Sean Hannity probably did. And I'm not promoting him because I do not like him. I've been pretty plain about that. And segue time. Uh, Tucker Carlson played Victoria Nuland, the Under Secretary of State, responding to Marco Rubio's question about those bio bio labs in Ukraine. And she responded saying that, you know, these are things that yes, they are there and they, they are something we need to be concerned about because if the mighty Russians get a hold of them, they could release a pathogenic agent into the atmosphere and cause a major problem. 
Oh, because the Russians have been known to do that before. They did it in Syria. Uh, I am at the, this point in time, and I'm no, I'm not an investigative journalist. I didn't go to school for that either. But I'll say this: I'm looking into this uh, on my low-level side of did we, the United States, have biological weapons or bio labs we don't like to use weapon anymore bio labs in syria because if you remember the red line in syria was if the if if uh, assad were to use chemical or biological weapons against his own people who who's going to do that i mean assad might not be the greatest guy in the world but uh you know against his own people then we're gone in. That's what that's what Obama said. Uh, when it supposedly happened, we did not go. Now is that just to show that Obama wanted to show America as weak and not holding up to what they say they would do? That's very possible. We got to use. We got to look at all the uh, outlying ideals here. Or. Was it because we were trying to keep something under the carpet that really it was our weapons that he used on his own people? Or was it that, and of course the Russians were there, you know, propping up Assad. So, you know, the, the Russians will always do this. They'll always spray the chemicals everywhere. <coughs> I don't think so. So, if you want to do the your own research on that as well, look into it. Just yeah, all you got to do now. I've I used to say duck duck goes uh, was the way to go for a, a search. Now I'm I'm promoting uh, brave b r a v e search engine, and they have a a browser as well. Uh, since duck duck has decided to um, filter things. Anything that comes out that may can be considered pro-Putin, and I, listen, listen to me, folks, I am not pro-Putin any more than I'm pro-Biden or pro-Trump. I'm pro-God. These men are all fallible, many of them more so than others. What I want you to understand is we are not promoting Vladimir Putin not at all. If the if the truth behind what is happening in Ukraine is that he's done these horrible atrocities and he needs to be held accountable. But we also need to know who's actually blowing things up. You know, Zelensky's government and the governments that were that came before him, the anti Russian governments, uh have been shelling those Russian pro-Russian areas of Ukraine for a decade or more. The war that we hear about in Ukraine has been happening for at least eight years. I keep saying that because I want people to get it into their head and you can research that as well. It's there. It can't be hidden. And they'll say, oh, it's because they're pro-Russian. And then you No, he shelled his own people. 
And every time you hear, again, maybe I'm jumping ahead in my notes. I am. I'm going to hold that one. <clears throat> anyway, Marco Rubio and this Victoria Newland sit down for a little tete-a-tete at the Senate hearing, and she tells us there's bioweapons. Uh, yet Marco didn't push it very far. And then he was asked by Tucker Carlson to come on his show. I'm sure he was going to get asked, why didn't you go a little further? He, re- he, re- he declined to go on with Carlson. Although, within a couple of days, he popped up on Sean Hannity. Often the, the way goes is same as Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, who's been asked, I think, numerous times to defend some of the ignorance that he says in the press to come on Carlson's show as well. And he declines. And then the next segment comes in, Sean Hannity. Tonight we have, tonight we have Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. Oh, he'll go on there. Why? Because because he's going to get softballed by by the uh, mouthpiece Hannity. He's not going to get asked to hard questions. He's not going to get shoved into a corner because they're buddies. Like Carlson, he didn't see. He's like me. I, I don't care who you are. You're going to get asked the hard questions. I, I don't get a lot of chances to do that, like they do. I'm not a big shot. So you know, who's again? Who's the pariah here? We keep hearing that Vladimir Putin is a. He'll be a pariah to the world. We already are. Uh. You know, the Arabs won't take Biden's phone calls. And there's a few other people out there that are shunning the great Biden, the, the guy who said, my, my foreign, uh, foreign nation policy stands for itself. I'll be, I'll be the guy you need at a time like this. Flop. I'm going to play, I got ahead of myself again, but I'm going to play another little uh, thing we put together. Uh, this is this is kind of good, it's, and it goes back to the bio labs. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Last night we told you that the Biden administration is funding a number of secretive bio labs in Ukraine, labs that are conducting experiments on highly dangerous pathogens. Now that's not a story as we told you that we wanted to do, In fact, we didn't think it could be true. It's so over the top and bizarre. And in any case, the administration had repeatedly and very aggressively denied that they were doing anything like this. And then they attacked anyone who asked questions about it as a tool of Russia. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these bio labs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery, and shelling. And these facilities, even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and release these deadly pathogens. Yeah, she hates our country because she's worried that a pathogen might escape from a biolab and hurt people. There's no recent precedent for that, so she's clearly listening to Alex Jones too much, and she's treasonous. And then Tori Newland, the Undersecretary of State who oversees 
this disaster, testified under oath that, yes, Russian forces might seize those biolabs in Ukraine, and we should all be very worried about that possibility. Over the weekend, CBS News reported that Pentagon officials have confirmed that these biolabs in Ukraine are, in fact, conducting research on anthrax and other, quote, deadly pathogens. Pentagon official I talked to this morning said there is no movement of chemical weapons into Ukraine. At least they're not seeing the, the signs of it. The concern is that the Russians will seize one of these um, biomedical research facilities that Ukraine has where they do research on deadly pathogens like um, botulism and, and anthrax. Or who knows what else this guy is on CNN or MSNBC talking. I'm not really sure who he is. I'm going to play a little bit more in a minute. But, you know, right there, I want you to listen because this is the narrative. This is the thing that has happened throughout history, setting us up for what we call, uh, sometimes we call it a false flag event. Because, hey, what happened? Well, you got to listen to the, what the government tells you is the truth. And we'll touch on a few things like that later. One of those facilities weaponize the pathogen and then blame it on Ukraine and the U.S. because the U.S. has been providing support for some of the research being done in those some facilities. Of. What Tucker Carlson parrots every night on Fox News, what Tulsi Gabbard is spreading, is actually helping Putin get away with criminal acts against innocent Ukrainian civilians. And I think DOJ, in the same way that it is uh, setting up a task force to investigate oligarchs, should look into people who are Russian propagandists and shilling for Putin. That's being, if you are a foreign asset uh, to a dictator, mm -hmm. it should be investigated. In fact, I remember when Tulsi Gabbard, mm -hmm. and I even hate that we're discussing it because I think to myself, who is this woman? How do you not call out something that is repeating mm -hmm. false Russian propaganda well, that has been I, brought down? They they used to arrest people for doing stuff like this. They don't care about Ukraine, a lot of these people, any more than they cared about George Floyd. They used tragedy, George Floyd's death, the tragic invasion of Ukraine, for domestic political purposes. This has unleashed something really dark in the United States. In order to make wise decisions, you have to be rational, thoughtful, forward-thinking, and calm. And they're the opposite of all of those things. Forward thinking. That means rational and calm are big on that. Um, these people live tweet to tweet. And for those of you that aren't Twitterites like I am not, <laughs> I, have a, I have an account that I haven't looked at in months uh, because I hate Twitter. But uh, they, they, you have people who live tweet to tweet, and they tweet 16, 17, 18, 19 times in an hour. Uh, he, he uses a good example is Rob Portman in Ohio, who tweets over and over and over and over about Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. Nothing about the cost of food, petroleum, clothing, notebooks to send your kids to school, uh, on and on, and how they are on the serious increase 
in price. A jar of, I wouldn't use this junk. I don't, maybe it's the best thing going. Organic peanut butter powder. I don't know what it cost before, but it's like 20 bucks now on Amazon. I have noticed walking around the store, the stuff that I used to buy for a buck is now $1.26, $1.27, $1.25. It's a 25% increase in frozen vegetables. Canned food. You can still find some stuff that's reasonable. It's not organic. It's probably full of GMOs, but hey, you know, we've been, we've been getting poisoned in that way for quite some time. And uh, Steve Quayle said something years ago that I remember. He said, you know, there's really no way to go organic when they continually spray garbage into our skies. And now they're actually coming out and admitting it, that they've been, you know, throwing aluminum oxide or something out into the atmosphere to reflect the sun away from us because of global warming or chalk dust to keep the sun from coming through. Now, you do that, and you are going to hinder the growth of things. But that's not the only thing they've been, you know, whatever they spray up there, sooner or later the rain's going to fall through it and bring it down to earth. Long story short, that organic food that you're paying extra for isn't as organic as you might want to think it is unless they grew it in a really hermetically sealed, perfectly contained greenhouse. And things that don't get real sunshine just don't taste that good. And they don't look that good. So if it's growing in your garden, which I grow, I have a garden every year. I enjoy doing it, and I like to see things grow and that kind of, you know, it's just, it's fun, it's interesting, it's a little bit of work, but hey, in the end, I can some peppers and you make some salsa, you have your homegrown cucumbers, they taste better. But they're not organic. Even if you use GMO, uh, non-GMO seeds, which is, uh, what is that? Uh, well, they're not messed with. <laughs> I forgot what GMO stands for, I'm sorry. Because I'm genetically modified organism. There you go. It's not, they have, they, most of the seeds we buy today are genetically modified. Most of the stuff that the, the farmers plant is genetically modified in some way or another. Now, some of it's not. But if it's grown outside in the, in the wild, out there in the field, and the stuff that they're spraying falls on it, guess what? And it's going to. It's going to come down. Remember acid rain? Most of us that are older than 10 do. That kind of disqualifies organic. Now, yeah, it started out good, and, and, and it's, well, uh, the, the seeds are not going to have all that crazy garbage in it, but, you know, there you are. Oh, let's go on. The truth taking a beating every time we turn around. The truth. I want to. I want to give you a quick rundown. You know, um, uh, remember I, I had this clip. I didn't get it and bring it with me. I guess I'm sorry. George W. Bush 
making jokes after the fact about how Iraq, we didn't find the weapons of mass destruction that he touted. Oh, they're there. They're, we know they're there. We know that uh, Saddam Hussein's been doing it. We got to go into Iraq. They're a danger to the United States, which was a big lie. So we invaded him. Uh, and you hear now how Putin has invaded a sovereign country. Who does that? We did. We invaded Iraq, a sovereign country, under false pretenses that they had chemical and possibly, uh, well, with it, chemical and biological agents of mass destruction. And then they said they shipped them all out before we got there because Bush told them exactly when we were going to be there, so they shipped them all up to Syria. Remember that? Truckloads of, of weapons were taken to Syria. Somewhere along the line, it got reused, I guess. The first casualty of war is the truth. World War One. Archduke Ferdinand was whacked. They made him into a hero and a martyr. Kicked off a, a World War. World War Two for the United States efforts was Pearl Harbor. The attack on Pearl Harbor. It did happen, folks, but it didn't have to. We knew that Yamamoto's fleet of of aircraft was on its way. So they took our good ships out of the harbor and left the old rusty clunkers sit there. They probably wouldn't start and allowed 3,000 men to die. It was ignored by D.C. that these, they knew it. They, they intercepted it, that the Japanese were on their way, and they did nothing. How many? Thousands of hundreds of thousands and millions of people died in World War I and World War II because of things that could have prevented them from happening. Vietnam, there was what they called the Tonkin Gulf Incident. It's a false flag that drug us into Vietnam, into a war that lasted, what, 10 years, 20 years? And, you know, I have a friend of mine that will argue up and down. We won that war. No, we did not. We won the battles. But we did not win the war. Because when you leave and the enemy takes over the territory that you defended for all those years, you did not win. That's not a, that's not a smudge or any besmirch against Vietnam veterans. I love these guys. All I'm saying is our government is very remiss. It's very, it's got its, it's navel deep in muck over how we've done things over the years. I already talked about the Iraqi invasion of a sovereign nation. Who does that? And Ukraine. How much of what we're being told really is the truth or shown we already know that there's fake videos, fake stories. You can watch Fox News and see these well-manicured uh, correspondents 
talking about shelling and bombing and Russians all around Kiev and never hear a bullet fired. Critical thinking is needed. You know, in Iraq, $2 trillion was spent in Iraq. Our tax money spent in Iraq and uh, estimates of 1 million people killed. Those are Iraqi citizens and uh, the soldiers that we lost as well. This thing in Ukraine takes one simple miscalculation or a determined, determined false flag event a missile landed in Poland about fi- or not in Poland but about 15 miles or 13 miles from the Polish border they say a russian missile because they're using dumb missiles they're not using their smart bombs they don't have any all of a sudden the russians don't have anything i do not believe that there are people out there i trust who say they have knowledge of what the russians have as far as weaponry goes and it's 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 equal to us and i hope we don't find out about them too late i really do because that could be disastrous for the world but you know it only takes one miscalculation how much lying have have we endured i already went through some of them I left some of the more glaring ones out, 9-11. We never knew the truth about 9-11. They did a, did a, they did a, what, a 9-11 commission hearing and put out a book about four inches thick. I have heard cockpit, supposed cockpit recordings of pilots being killed. It's not a pleasant thing. We have seen planes flying into buildings. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions here, and I'm not going to go into this thing because it's way too much into the weeds from what we're talking about right now. But questions, when you ask them, you're Alex Jones all of a sudden. You're the boogeyman that everybody's afraid of. You're the bad guy. You're a Putin puppet. You're everything bad in the world today. If you ask questions, if you try to rationally think about the things that are told to you by politicians, newscasters, even some of our um, military leaders, which right now, who can trust a guy who sits there and says, I'm worried about my white rage. (laughs) Good Lord. You should be more worried or, or that women have, uh, maternity flight suits or transgender males. I mean, it goes on and on. This is the things they're worried about before the Ukraine happened. The Ukrainian war happened. Oh, yeah, and COVID. How how much of that do we believe? How much 
information did we get? How much truth? And it kept changing. And all of a sudden, the great Dr. Fauci's disappeared from the tube. Well, there's more important things going on yet. Ukraine. But what do we what do we say about that whole thing? Let's go a little COVID crazy for a minute. How much of that? How how much? How many deaths from COVID or coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 were attributed to that? That were suicides, overdoses, uh, car wrecks, gun gunshot wounds. Uh, on and on and on everybody that died for a while there got listed as a coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 victim some courageous pathologists have come out and told the truth and some very courageous funeral directors have come out and told the truth you know man I see the death certificate this guy did not die or at least of COVID, he may have died with it, as he lays there on the table ready for embalming with a gunshot wound in his head. Or he's been mangled in a car wreck. I don't want to be gross, get into a lot of stuff like that, but I'm just saying there's a, there are people out there in those industries who have decided that the lies about COVID were way too expensive for everyone. And then came the shots, which have taken many lives that they have decided to cover up. They being they, you know. We've been lied to all along about a lot of stuff. Now we're sitting with our toes on the line looking at possibility of World War III in a nuclear engagement. I say the the war game guys got together over the years, and, you know, this is from the Federalist uh, website and news paper, whatever. NATO intervention in Ukraine could spark nuclear war. Here's how it could happen. Now, I don't want to read this whole thing. Cause that, you know, I don't, I'm not... I'm not one of those that does the, oh, I found this. I'm going to read you everything. This guy wrote, just, just over and over just three days, as I've done countless times over the last several years, a group of past and present senior U.S. government officials from both sides of the aisle gathered to wage a NATO-Russia war in a simulation at the end of 2019, in the course of what we call the NATO-Russia War of 2019, they always give them a name, we estimated 1 billion people died. If we aren't careful, what happened in a simulation could happen if a NATO-Russia war erupts over Ukraine. Now, you know what's going to be it's just like COVID. There was lying rhetoric in the news media. There was lying rhetoric in in the internet world and Facebook of Twitter and whatnot. It's okay to take the shot. I still see those things where they tell you that the shots aren't going to do anything to you. It's good. Go get it. What do you need it for? COVID is gone, evidently. I haven't heard anything about it in quite some time. 
<clears throat> I want to play a you know slip slip away from that and uh, go to this. This is a guy that uh, you know a lot of people either love him or hate him. His name is Paul Washer. He's a Baptist minister. I bet the Baptists don't even like this guy. There are so many people who go to church on Sunday, even in Bible teaching churches like this one has been, and yet do not know the Lord. They do not know Him. They can even be involved in ministry. They can even be involved in religious activity. But they do not know Him. And why is that? Because of the preaching that is so prevalent in this country today. Now, I'm not going to spend time dealing on what is wrong. I want to get to what is right. But we need to understand something. So much has been done in the evangelical community that is not biblical and it is not historical. We have taken the gospel of Jesus Christ and reduced it down to four or five little principles and a prayer that you repeat at the end. That's not Christianity. We see people, uh, a, a very, very... Uh, handsome speaker on television a while back. He was speaking and he went through his entire sermon about, about people's temporal needs and all such and sort of things. And then he gets to the very end and he looks right into the camera and he says, pray this prayer if you want Jesus to fix your life. And after he led those people in a prayer, he said, we believe, we know that if you repeated that prayer, God has given you eternal life. My friend, that's not true. That is not true. Now, now you might not like that. You might think I'm promoting something or someone who is heretical. Maybe you've listened to Mr. Washer or Doctor. I don't know what he goes. He, he, I just see him go by Paul. Uh, maybe you've listened to other things he said and decided he's not for me. He doesn't tell enough stories and jokes. He's a pretty straight-up guy. Uh, the stuff I've heard from him, you know, he's a he is a he's a he's a Baptist, so he's he's got a. Uh, you know, he, he'll even admit that he's a five-point Calvinist. We don't need to go into all that. But the thing of it is, is I read you the verse, John 8, 31 and 32, at the beginning, the truth will make you free. <clears throat> Jesus was pretty plain, wasn't he? He said... If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now let's just quickly split right over top of a couple of things that Jesus said 
in other passages, and I don't have them. Uh, these are just the things that come to my mind. Uh, uh, other things, the truth as taught by Jesus. Do my commandments. He said right there, if you continue in my word. You didn't say, you say a prayer, and it's all good now. He didn't say that. He said, commit yourself to me as well. He said, you know, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Deny you, yourself. Deny yourself. Pick up cross and follow me he told us to don't lie not to not not steal love your brother love your neighbor who is my neighbor they would say well your neighbor is everybody you know we we, i don't hate anybody It, it comes across a little bit prickly sometimes about certain politicians and their activities but I don't consider them my brother. They may be my neighbor, and I, I wish them the best in this life and the next. But I'm telling you that the exposure of the deep state, deep medical tyranny that's been going on, and I think is going to make its head come back around again, and the deep church the deep church tells you say that prayer how many times did billy graham do it how many times does every preacher on tv sometimes they get a little bit more eloquent than just the actual sinner's prayer but they then they tell people you're saved well they may be i hope they are but oftentimes emotions are the main thing that push people down the aisle And then, you know, nothing changes in their lives. And it does take time. It's called sanctification that God puts us through. It's a series of things as we, if you continue in his word and become more, uh, intelligent in God's word as you as you learn what God wants from you because you can get saved and you're a baby babies don't know anything you are now a spiritual baby who knows nothing now you may have been raised in the church and you may know some bible verses and you may know that the, you know what things you should and should not do morally we have a compass within us most of us almost all of us some I believe don't but the, you know or they've they've given it over to the other side but we have this moral compass within us that helps guide us and that's our conscience the holy spirit is what we call it when we come over to the other side of uh life as it is we become truly saved by the blood of christ we know it's we shouldn't lie we shouldn't steal we know that we should love others as we love ourselves we know that the truth will set us free we know that we should follow what jesus said we know that we should do and live and walk as jesus walked did jesus have all kinds of affairs with women? Absolutely not. 
He was sinless and perfect, period. The only time sin had anything to do with him is when he had to bear them at the cross for us. I let that pause for a minute. Now, if you said that prayer at one point in time in your life, at a Billy Graham crusade or watching TV or at a church, and you know they, the, the thing of it is, is if you go further into what Mr. Washer says, is there's discipleship and there's growth and there's all those things that come along, you know, It's not just the prayer that gets you there. It's the life you live for Christ. It's the growing. It's the continuing. You can argue with me all you want. I don't care. What I'm doing is reading to you from the scriptures. If ye continue in my word. And there's 1,600 and some odd pages of in a big print Bible anyway of his word. Oh, but the Old Testament's in there too. We don't have to go. We're not under the law. If you decide to go down the path of sin, you become part of and parcel to being under the law because now the law is what governs you. If you continue in his word and follow and walk as he walked, and do as Christ wants us to do, then grace abounds. But does grace abound so that we can sin as much as we wish? Do you hear those kind of things in the church that you go to? Do you hear the words that God gave Paul when he said, because grace abounds, then we can just live a life of sin? God forbid, he said, and I'm I'm paraphrasing in the book of Romans and that's in there several times about how we should conduct ourselves as followers of Christ my friends I've given you things to think about we should not fall for the lies that are out there we need to learn to think critically rationally is what Mr. Carlson said. We need to dig deeper into what they tried to tell us out there in the media. And we also need to dig deeper into what they tell us specifically in the church. Don't be afraid of it. It may save you as eternity comes closer and closer. It's March 15th, halfway through March this time with Tom Richardson removing confusion. Till next time, you have a great day. Goodbye.